Yo, 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 what is up, Eagles fans? This is Joe Madge, back with another podcast. And I know, and I'm so sorry, I'm going to get right to it. It's been forever since I gave you guys a podcast because summer is a very busy time for me. I do heating and air conditioning for my living. I do my podcast for my enjoyment. So, you know, between working 65 hours a week and plus with COVID-19, there hasn't been a lot of sports to talk about. You know, I kind of had to take a break from it all for a little bit. But guess what? Football is back. COVID-19 couldn't stop these guys. Let's go. Let's go. (laughs) But all right. Let me dig in because I know you guys are all dying for my recap of the Philadelphia Eagles and the Washington football team. I still can't believe I got to call them the Washington football team because it's racist to say Redskins. This world is in shambles, guys. But that's completely off topic. So I'm going to get right to it. The start of this game, you know, I'm fired up. I'm watching with all my friends. We're at the bar, and, you know, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. I'm all eagled up. I've been dying for this moment. I couldn't wait to get on this podcast and record. But, you know, it was a a rough day for me, man. It really was a rough day for me. My phone wasn't on the entire game. I wanted to give you guys live updates of what I was doing, my reactions, and I couldn't even do it because my phone was dead because I got way too angry at the Eagles, and I basically broke my phone for three hours, but it's fine. Um, But let me dig into the first quarter, you know, the quarter that actually people were probably happy to watch that quarter. The Eagles on their first drive of the NFL season, First offensive drive of the 2020 NFL season. They drive right down their throats. Carson Wentz has these burners outside. The tight ends are running wide open. Deshaun Jackson's involved in the offense. They're using Jalen Rager's speed as a decoy downfield. Oh, man, it was awesome to watch. I felt like I was watching the 2017 Eagles again. I was like, wow, they, they can score in the first quarter. It's true. They really can. Mike Rowe's really not here anymore. Oh, my God. Yay. But, you know, the entire first half, the Eagles owned them. But the problem with that is that they totally abandoned the run. The play calling was putrid. The offensive line was putrid. And honestly, Eagles fans, you shouldn't even be that upset that we lost to the Washington football team. Because you know Why? They have spent multiple, multiple first-round draft picks on that defensive line. And guess what? All them dudes came to play. They knew that Lane Johnson was not going to play on Sunday. They knew that they had Nate Herbig playing guard, because in case you guys forgot, Brandon Brooks is out for the season again. And Jason Peters wanted all this extra money to go play left tackle. Guess what, Jason Peters? You're 38 years old and you suck ass. Quite frankly, you're bad. You're 38 years old, you're 350 pounds, and you can't freaking move anymore. You're not, you know, like you're not Jesus freaking Christ out here, all right? Like, but the Washington football team, they knew that. They knew that. And the Eagles, they came into this game not ready to play football, which is not surprising considering that there was no preseason, and it was just a, it's a very weird year for everybody. But I'll tell you what, Ron Rivera had, had his guys ready to go. Ron Rivera had his guys ready to go. He was ready to come out with a bang in his coaching debut. And guess what? That dude they drafted with the second overall pick, Chase Young, the best player in last year's draft, he showed you guys all why. He dominated that entire game. And his stat line, I don't I think he had like one and a half sacks, but that doesn't even tell you the whole story. He was in Carson Wentz's face the entire game. Yo, Howie Roseman. 
remember how I told you that pick 53, the second round pick in the draft, had to be a guy that can play right away? Guess what? I'm not stupid. I told you. I told you. I told you. And guess what? The guy that we picked at pick 53, Jalen Hurts, the guy's like, oh, man, Joe, you're stupid. They're going to use him like Taysom Hill. Again, Taysom Hill was undrafted. Jalen Hurts didn't even dress on Sunday. He didn't even dress. And he was a second-round draft pick? Guess what? We could have used an offensive lineman. I would have been fine with a lineman at that pick. But no, Howie Roseman is so much smarter than the entire NFL. No one's going to be ready for this gadget player, Jalen Hurts. Oh, he's not going to replace Carson Wentz. He's going to be a gadget player. They're going to use him for all these. Shut your freaking mouth. That is going to kill the Eagles all season long. And guess what, Howie? How good does a lineman look right now? How good does a... You know, a corner look right now. How good does a linebacker look? How good does another wide receiver look? Because guess what? John Hightower stinks, so I was way off about him. I watched this dude play. This dude looks like he's lost. He has to be one of the worst route runners I've ever seen. And all I hear in camp is, oh, John Hightower. Eagles fans are going to love this guy. Well, guess what? I don't love him yet. Kind of hate him right now. Guess what? That interception where Carson went through the ball to him, that was not Carson Wentz's fault. That is John Hightower not knowing how to run a damn hitch route. But guess what, John Hightower? Guess what? You're not at Boise State anymore. You're in the bigs. You're playing with the big boys. You're playing with corners that are professionals. You got to learn how to run routes, dude. You have to learn how to run routes. You have to. And guess what? Oh, my God. I can't. I can't stress this enough. We really took Jalen Hurts at pick 53. This dude, pick 53, that has to be a starter or a key player on your football team. Week one, not a backup who doesn't even play. He's not even a backup. He's a third stringer. Really, he might, he might be a fourth stringer because they just signed Josh McCown. So is this dude really even good? He never showed me anything when he was in college. The only thing I ever heard about this dude in college was him getting benched for two with Tago Viola. Really? I mean, come on. Be realistic. Be realistic, Howie Roseman. Look what you did. Now, how sexy does an offensive lineman look right now after your offensive line got demolished by the Washington football team? How good does an offensive lineman look right now, Howie? I bet you it looks phenomenal. I bet you it would have been a lot better if we could have went after a left tackle who's not the best in the world, but Cordy Glenn, the guy that we were looking at. How great would it be to have put him at left tackle? I mean, granted, Jason Peters, he stinks, but he'd be better than what they threw out there at guard on friggin' Sunday, Nate Herbig. The guy who didn't know how to block a linebacker on a blitz. I don't know if you guys watched the whole game. But the Redskins linebacker on that blitz, when they sent the house, that dude went in unblocked every single time. I'm surprised that friggin' Ron Rivera didn't run that play the entire game because they were in Carson Wentz's face and that was a sack every time. Howie Roseman, I'm never going to let you leave this down for that draft pick. Jalen Hurts at pick 53. You're an absolute knucklehead. And I bet you that you're really regretting that now. Oh, wait. No, no. You you invested too much money into Carson Wentz for you to say, oh, he's a security blanket. You don't draft a security blanket quarterback at pick, at pick 53 when you got $100 million plus invested into your franchise with Carson Wentz. You don't do it. I'm 22 years old. I'm not, you know, I'm not a draft analyst. I'm not, you know. But 
I know enough about sports to know that you just don't do that. I mean, if if you did that, then guess what? The other, you know, the other thirty-one teams would have been on that too. But let me address another big elephant in this room that, again, I continue to be right about. Zach Ertz. Oh, the Super Bowl hero, Zach Ertz. Oh, he loves being Philly. Blah, 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 blah. This dude wants $15 million from the Philadelphia Eagles. He wants to get paid like Travis Kelsey and George Kittle. Them bad boys. Dude, fourth down, end of the game, crucial. You're down by, what were they down? I think they were down 24 to 17. Crucial fourth down play. Right in your hands, you drop it. If that's Travis Kelsey, I guarantee you he doesn't drop it. If that's George Kittle, I guarantee you he doesn't drop it. And guess what? He's probably breaking three or four tackles on a, for about a 25-yard gain. Look at the facts, people. Look at the facts. Take the blinders off your head. Zach Ertz is not as good as George Kittle or Travis Kelsey. And really, after what I saw from Dallas Goddard yesterday... He might not even be the best tight end on our football team. <laughs> and, like, I hate to be that guy because, trust me, I love Zach Ertz. I love what he's done for Philadelphia. But look at the facts, guys. The Super Bowl was three years ago almost. The Super Bowl win when the 2017 Eagles stole our hearts forever. Uh, that was three years ago, people. It's 2020. We're in a pandemic, dude. Take the blinders off your head. Zach Ertz cannot block. Zach Ertz cannot break tackles. Zach Ertz rarely runs after the catch. This dude might not even be better than Dallas Goddard right now. And guess what? I got news for you. Zach Ertz is going to be 30 years old soon. He's going to be 30 years old soon. He's not going to get any better at blocking. He's not going to be any better at breaking tackles. You've already seen his ceiling. He's a wide receiver. He's not a tight end. Dallas Goddard is 24 years old, 25 years old. Dallas Goddard can block. Dallas Goddard can break tackles. Dallas Goddard can run downfield. In case you guys haven't noticed, Zach Ertz is pretty much great if it's 5 to 10 yards from the line of scrimmage. How often do you see Zach Ertz go for a deep ball like Carson Wentz threw to Dallas Goddard on Sunday? Probably not too often, huh? Yeah, no, I didn't think so. But, you know, my takeaway from this game is, you know, it was a tale of two halves, you know. If we can see the Philadelphia Eagles from the first half last week for a full game, you know, we'll be in good shape. But if we're gonna see that if if we're gonna see that second half Philadelphia Eagles, we're in trouble. We are in trouble. Cause guess who's coming to town next Sunday? Oh, you know, it's just casual. Some dude who has like, you know, two straight defensive player of the year awards. Aaron Donald, the best defensive tackle in the NFL. Maybe the best yeah, by far the best defensive lineman in the NFL. He's coming to town? Oh, boy. We are in trouble, people. If we don't fix this offensive line soon, we're in trouble. And guess what? Carson Wentz, man, I love you, dude. But you're five years in the NFL now. You've been hurt three or four times. When are you going to learn to throw the ball away? When are you going to learn that you can't hold the ball forever? I understand you're a playmaker. You want to make things happen, but you're not always going to make that play. Sometimes it's better to throw the ball away because look what happens. You fumbled the ball two or three times on Sunday, and you threw two interceptions. You put yourself in bad situations with the football. And I understand you had pressure in your face all day long, Carson Wentz, but, man, you have to learn that, you know, like there's times where you got to get rid of the ball. There really is, I promise. No one's going to hate you if you throw the ball away. They're really, really not. But... On a side note, 
you know, not everyone's going to talk about this, but the Eagles' defense didn't play bad. They did not play bad. Don't sit here and tell me that they played bad. Doug Peterson, I respect going for it on fourth down, but not fourth and four when you're putting Washington in great position to score and you're only up by three. Come on, Doug. You're, you know, you're, like, you're a Super Bowl winning head coach. You've got to be better than that. And honestly, you know, not having Lane Johnson, not having Miles Sanders, and is Derek Barnett even alive anymore? Really? I haven't seen him play a snap of football in what feels like three years. Actually, I, haven't, I feel like I haven't seen him play a snap of football since that Packers game where he had an a unnecessary roughness call that game. Yeah, I haven't seen much of him since. So I don't even know what he's doing. But how about the guy we just signed, Vernon Hargrave? Oh, yeah, he fits right in. He's hurt, too. Uh, Miles Sanders, you know, the guy who's supposed to pop off and have 2,000 scrimmage yards this year. That's big. When you're without your top running back and you're, like, you know, like they're pretty limited. Corey Clement and Boston Scott. Great. Boston Scott's, you know, Boston Scott was good last year. You know, uh, it was the magical practice squad team. I get it. But come on, people. Come on, people. Come on, man. Oh, they didn't run the ball enough to... Dude, Corey Clement, at best, is a third-string running back, maybe a practice squad running back on every NFL team. Boston Scott was on the practice squad last year. What's that tell you? These dudes are not starting caliber running backs. Get your head out of your ass and look at the facts. Look at the facts of the game. The fact of the game is the Redskins came ready to play. The Redskins had good play calling. The Redskins knew the Eagles' O-line was banged up. They made adjustments at halftime. And guess what? Those adjustments that they made at halftime, they worked. What did Doug Peterson said at halftime, guys? Oh, yeah, guys, you have a great first half. Let's go get some ice cream after the game. Doug, sometimes you got to scream, dude. You have to be a man. You have to drill into these guys. You have to get them fired up. Because how far is being a player's coach getting for it? You've been 9-7 and seven the last two years. You know, the 2017 season, it's starting to look more and more like a fluke. Really? Because... It's like nothing's changing. Nothing's changing. They didn't score a single point in the second half. That was our strong suit. We used, to, we used to only score in the second half. Like, Doug, get it together, dude. Get it together. Howie Roseman, get it together. God. Oh, my Lord. Carson Wentz, even. You get it together. Wide receivers, get it together. John Hightower, get cut, dude. I watched enough of you already. I saw you get four targets and you caught none of them, including open passes. Figure it out. So, for my schedule prediction, I had the Eagles going 10-6 and six or 11-5. and five. Well, I guess the first game wrong because the Washington football team, they came ready to play, and guess what? They beat us. They beat us. I'm just happy Carson Wentz didn't walk out of there with a torn ACL this year. Because guess what? Ryan Kerrigan, Carson Wentz's best friend, psych, not so best friend, was in his face too. Chase Young, in his face. Ioannidis, in his face all game. Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen. All these guys are first-round draft picks. Hello, Doug, you can throw another tight end to help. You know, like, Nothing. No adjustments were made. They just kept letting Carson Wentz get beat down. And I don't put this game on Carson Wentz all the way, only because you can't let your quarterback get hurt or, or sorry, get hit 15 times in a football game. It was probably more than that. It felt like I was watching him get hit the entire game. 
But at the same time, yes, Carson Wentz, you do need to learn that you can't hold the ball forever because it's only going to cost you. It's only going to cost you. The fumbles have got to stop. It's year five. You're not a rookie. You're not a sophomore player. You're not coming off an injury anymore. Well, technically you are, but, you know, not a serious one for now until, you know, we refuse to get an offensive lineman and we keep getting beat down. (laughs) But, no, if the Eagles fix that offensive line, they might be okay. But for right now, you know, I don't see Harry Roseman or even the Eagles having enough cash space to even fix the problem because they're going to be $60 million over the cap next year. So what can they do this year for a temporary substitute for Brandon Brooks till he comes back? Not much. It was supposed to be Jason Peters on a $3 million deal, but no. I'm big, bad Jason Peters. I'm 38 years old now. I'm a first ballot Hall of Famer. Dude, he is also an asshole for wanting more money from the Eagles to play left tackle. So he paid you, what, 4 or $5 million more to play left tackle? What'd you do? You got blown apart too by Chase Young. Come on, dude. You're washed up. You're washed up. The Eagles signed you because you're a homer. That's why they signed you. Because they're like, oh, this guy's loyal to the Eagles. We can sign him. He can be a perfect replacement for, you know, Brandon Brooks. And sure enough, down goes Andre Dillard, the guy who I can't stand him. Can't stand Andre Dillard. Would have loved him to draft another left tackle because the dude doesn't want to play football. He's been bad all camp. The Eagles have said it. Insiders from the Eagles have said it. Andre Dillard does not want to play. He's soft, and he might not ever get better. He doesn't want to learn. Open your eyes, people. Open your eyes. But I'm trying to stay optimistic. You know, next week's a new week. You know, playing the Rams, they beat the Cowboys. (laughs) How about them Cowboys, though? Really, how about them, Cowboys? <sighs> I thought Mike McCarthy was supposed to fix all their problems. Well, guess not. Um, but, yeah, next week's a new week. I don't know how we're going to contain Aaron Donald, but I really hope we do. And I'll tell you what, I really hope Miles Sanders and um, Lane Johnson play because if, if they don't play, we're looking at being 0-2 going into that Cincinnati game. And let's not forget that we still got to play San Francisco and Baltimore this year and Arizona, who just beat San Francisco. That I told you guys they were going to be tough. So my recap on week one is don't panic yet. It's a long season. But I'm not being a hater on the Eagles. I'm being realistic. They got work to do. They have to make something work on that offensive line. But all right, guys, this was Joe Madge's podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed it. I'll be back at you guys again next week with another game recap. Talk to you guys soon.